your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Solom. All right, welcome to a Monday of Lacrosse Talk PM. I'm Rick Solom. I'm going to get right into it because Jason's got a meeting to go to, so I want to. I wanted to bring him on and, and talk about this real early. That Jason Gilman is on with me. He is the planning group leader at ISG Inc. And you're you're the guy in charge, Jason, of the Pearl Street project. Well, could we just call it the Pearl Street project? I don't know if you have a better name for that. Yeah, I think that's just fine. And I, I'm not really the guy in charge. I'm I'm part of a team of people. Uh, the the contacts that are listed on the Pearl Street uh, website are uh, Will Kratt, our transportation planner, and Kevin Bills, one of the architects here at ISG. So you're not the Pearl Street czar, the Pearl Street planning czar. No, no. Well, for but I am, I, I am involved in it, um, <laughs> especially with the with the engagement with the business owners and property owners. Nobody's listening. You can just say you're in charge, Jason. It's fine. <laughs> but uh, and, and I just want to bring I have this to up. Give credit where credit's due. You know. I just want to bring this up. ISG Inc. Uh, and you can, if you can better describe this for me, feel free. But you're largely an engineering and architecture firm. ISG, I believe, was one of a couple of different firms like that that worked on the Lacrosse Center project. But I don't think you might not have been, you weren't involved in the Lacrosse Center project in that regard. You might have been with the city because you're a former city planner for Lacrosse, right? Right. I was the city planning director at the time. So we can blame you for the Lacrosse Center? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, we had a, there was a, a city committee that worked on that project along with the, the director. And uh, um, and I, ISG was, uh, I think, a, on a team of several firms that worked on that. You're supposed to say, blame, look at the thing, it's awesome. What are you talking about? <laughs> and I might get into my gripes with the one, one aspect of the Lacrosse Center as we're talking about the future of Pearl Street and Lacrosse from basically from the river or Riverside Park up to Fourth Street, right? Right, right up to that, or right. the next block down, yeah. right? Yeah, and part part of that, of course, is the the walkway which extends along the perimeter of the Lacrosse Center uh, up to Second, you know, from Riverside Park to Second, and then uh, or from Front Street to Second, and then uh, from Second to Fourth is really the street design portion of it. Yeah, so if anyone has questions about the future of Pearl Street, six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four, shoot me a text. Uh, and we could talk about it at the bottom half of the hour when when Jason's gone. We'll talk behind his back. He won't be listening because he'll be in a meeting. Um, all right. So just just a broad overview. Why uh, why do we have a Pearl Street in the, in the three minutes here, Jason? Why do we have a Pearl Street project? Um, it's fine. It's it's a it's a cool street. What do we why why are, why is it a thing that we're looking at? Well, the city the city's looking at three different things that are going to happen in the future. One is the walkway itself, which was prompted by the Lacrosse Center project, and and m- making sure that we understand how that the design of that walkway affects the street and all the way up to Fourth. Uh, the, the the two other items are are perhaps more concerning, and one is the Wisconsin Department of Transportation has in their long range plans plans to uh, reconstruct. Third and Fourth Street, and those that reconstruction, of course, will affect the intersections at Pearl and Third and Fourth. And it's always best to get ahead of those projects so that we're not um, re- reacting at the time, uh, but understanding you know how the design could be uh, influenced um, uh, both for local streets and for the state highways. 
And then the third thing is is just the uh, recognition uh, that the infrastructure underneath Pearl Street needs to be replaced at some point because of just the age of it and decay. And uh, uh, so it's really the combination of those three things that prompted the city to want to look at the design of Pearl Street. Yeah, so there's like, hey, we're we're going to have to tear up Pearl Street because there's a bunch of infrastructure underneath the street. So when we put it back together, why not think about long range how how we want to put it together right right and yeah i mean this is a you know one of the most beloved spaces in in the city and and people experience the the you know a city is the space between the buildings that they experience the most and so that that is really important not just to uh pedestrians and bicyclists but to also also to the proprietors and business people that need to deliver goods and services and, and uh, be prepared for their their customers, as well as tourists, you know, and visitors that are coming off of Riverside Park and the, uh, the trail systems through the city and the sidewalk systems. So it's, it's, a, it's a really important question to ask is how do we design this in a way that it, it's going to improve it and, and make it uh, as good as it should be for the city because it is such a love space. Um. And then, you know, just on, on top of that, just the, we're, we're going to put to bed some of the thing, some of the rumors that I've been starting on the show about making it state street, um, a, a Ferris wheel, possibly a Ferris wheel at Riverside park. But, um, what could be, I, I guess, you know, how has the, how has the city been, or how have the residents of the city of lacrosse been involved so far and what, how can they get involved moving forward? Well, we've had a couple of uh, community uh, uh, workshops that were really largely aimed at the business owners and, and property owners on Pearl Street. Uh, but we also had a, uh, a survey that was conducted online. Uh, there will be uh, probably one of the more important meetings is, is one that will be coming up perhaps in a, a few months. And that one is really going to be dealing with uh, showing some of the alternatives that have come out of the discussions uh, and suggestions from the business owners and property owners and and general public that uh, responded to the, the survey, uh, so that that's where I think people will you know be able to see and react to certain ideas and decide you know what 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 are what are the best takeaways from various alternatives that we can, we can put together into a final solution. Um, but I would I would just suggest that people. Uh, Look for the link on the city's website to the Pearl Street page. They'll find a lot of different information there. Um, I think there is a form on there for for them to contact uh, uh, the people at ISG that are working on the project, um, and and we will post uh, on the website the the dates of that next meeting too that people can be involved in. And I'll say on the city's website, it's you know you it, there's a couple of tabs you got to get to, and then. On the left side, it just says Pearl Street and Pearl Street Walkway. So pretty, pretty self-explanatory, except that it doesn't, you know, the the vision part of that wording didn't get on there. But that's not your fault. Um, all right, we got to take a break. Brad's got to do the news. We'll continue. We'll kind of dive into some of the ideas on how to reconstruct Pearl Street when we come back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM 608-785-7914. Is the text line for a couple minutes here? Before uh, we let Jason Gilman go at the bottom half of the hour, Jason Gilman, he is the planning group leader at ISG Inc. 
kind of in charge, not in charge. Whoops, I almost did it. Uh, he's he's the planning group leader for the Pearl Street Project. One of the guys working on the Pearl Street Project. The the idea that the reconception of Pearl Street is that a good way of 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 uh, categorizing it, Jason? Sure, that's fair. Um, and I guess okay. F- let's just put this to bed right away. I, I should save the best for last, but I'll just put it out there. So. Um, a lot of times I'm like, hey, you know what would be cool is if we made this part of Pearl Street right by right by me, essentially, down the block, just between 2nd and 3rd Street. What if we cut that off to cars and made that the quote-unquote like state Madison State Street concept? Um, is that out of the question already? Well, I think, you know, one of the things we have to do is, is be good listeners to the the business owners and property owners, as well as the general public. And while there are some people in the general public that believe a, a pedestrian mall type of situation is the way to go, it's it's probably not practical given the type of input that we're getting from the business owners. And it's there, there's a couple of different issues there. One is that pedestrian malls, just from empirical data, we know that they require an extreme amount of density, you know, um, in, in bigger metropolitan areas to, to really be viable when you have a, a large uh, section of uh, retail and, and service uses that uh, rely on, on foot traffic. And the other issue is just the, uh, the fact that we've got a, a pretty intense area there of, uh, or a critical mass of businesses that require deliveries and, and all of these types of things. And while that works in areas like State Street, it's um, it's complicated in La Crosse because of some of the dimensions, the alleys, you know how they're how they're getting used now. Um, so we, you know, a lot of the direction that we're getting from the general public and the businesses, the majority of it is is really more of a hybrid approach, one that allows the street to be used by pedestrians if it's temporary, closed for events or things like that, but still accommodates um, travel. You know, by automobiles and and deliveries. So, uh, Pearl Street ice cream there. They just they need their ice cream delivered right in front, right at the front door. Is that what you're saying? Well, there's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I think there are some businesses that require that type of uh, access. I, we, we've heard from some businesses that have said they they've had vendors try to deliver and weren't able to do it because of the congestion on the street or in the alley, and they left you know, not, not delivering the product. And so we, we have to be sensitive to those types of issues. And, and uh, I, I think, you know, the motivation of some people in terms of looking at a pedestrian mall type of situation might be to eliminate, um, uh, you know, emissions or they might have a climate concern or they might have uh, a concern about uh, pedestrian car conflicts, those types of things. And we, we have to get creative and find out how do we solve for those types of issues um, without compromising the, the business climate and, and the wishes of some of the people that have invested on that street. So I think it's a, you know, that that's one of the reasons that we don't just jump into a final design solution. We provide a variety of alternatives that people can look at and react to, and then hopefully we, we can deliver a better product to the public works board at the city that has um, that data from the stakeholders uh, behind it. All right. So when we're when we're trying to reconcept the Pearl Pearl Street from Second Street from the river or Riverside Park up to Fourth Street, 
what would be, you know, and these aren't set in stone, but what would be some of the big changes? Well, a couple of the things that are being discussed are um, whether or not the curb can be eliminated, for one, because when you create a, a more of a flat plane, you do a couple things. One, one is you, you can use pavements and other, other ways to calm traffic, uh, but you can also uh, make the street much more friendly to, to pedestrian events, you know, so if it was closed off for a a music event or a block party or something like that. You don't have that uh, that curb on both sides that can create a hazard uh, for people. And the other thing is, is it's easier for deliveries and things like that. Um, now, the concern side of, of getting rid of the curb is can the street be engineered to effectively deal with stormwater and, and make sure that we don't in any way, you know, compromise the, the buildings, the, you know, the beautiful old buildings that are there. So that, that is another you know, part of the engineering uh, area of study. Uh, another idea that's been talked about quite a bit is, you know, can we heat the street and, and not have to deal with chemical and salt use and uh, make it safer for pedestrians and actually make it really interesting for pedestrians too, because then you've got, you know, a street that's got a completely different feel to it uh, during the winter months. And that's been done in, in uh, a variety of uh, cities in, in the United States. Well, Somebody brought up uh, Breckenridge, Colorado at, at the last meeting. Uh, and there are different methods to doing that uh, that can be effective. And well, so we're going to look into that. In front of the Charmont, they, I believe their sidewalk is heated, but it's all, I, I, I don't know if it's cobblestone, but it's like, you know, it's, it's a stone sidewalk. Uh, would, right. we, would, would the road be a road or would we make it more interesting? Would we make you know as as opposed to what regular roads look like? Would it would it look any different? No, I think the I think the general um, feel from the or or the desire from the public and the business and property owners is that we should implement uh, design features. But obviously, we have to be very careful of uh, resiliency, the type of materials that get used, and those have to be vetted by the city and, and the engineering department. Uh, because they they have to you know be able to withstand freeze thaw cycles and and uh, and all that, but I I think you can um, you'll you'll probably see pavement designs that are creative that create you know a, a great street a great American street and that's what a lot of people believe Pearl Street should be you know it should get the the utmost attention because it is such an important space in the city. We're speaking with Jason Gilman, the planning group leader at ISG, uh, talking about the Pearl Street conception here. Um, real quick, is there a timeline, like 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, 30 years down the road? Well, the the, um, the Department of Transportation, from what I understand, is is not looking at the reconstruction of 3rd and 4th Streets until uh, 2026 or 2027. Um, and the other issue is, you know, how soon does the city prioritize the replacement of the infrastructure? You know, what is the state of decay or, or a need for replacement? So those are really the factors that are probably driving the timeline the most. Um, but I, I would say that in all likelihood, it would probably be a project that would happen between now and 2026 and 2027, somewhere in that time frame. And we might be bearing the lead. The DOT are they planning on making third and fourth street like two way streets again? Isn't that part, isn't that one of the plans there? Uh, well, I, I think that might be part of the study. Um, there, there was, there were, there have been a few people that have suggested Pearl street be returned to two way traffic. Uh, but, 
that, that's a complicated issue, too, because uh, when you have uh, one-way pairs on third and fourth, it can create problems when you have a two-way street in between, and and uh, and people are concerned about you know just the tra- transportation engineering side of that. So that that's something that we're looking at very carefully, and how that functions for deliveries and parking and other things. Um, but I would say there's a mixed opinion about you know whether or not it should be returned to two-way on Pearl. I think DOT is taking care of the third and fourth street discussion with the city. Um, you talked about hybrid and and just the the idea of having like maybe making this more pedestrian friendly and allowing cars there mainly probably mainly to get deliveries. Um, so I'm hearing bump outs at every every intersection. People love bump outs where the where the sidewalk comes way out at the uh, you know at the walkways and then goes way in. So kids on their bike have to weave in and out of traffic. <laughs> I, I you. you. I didn't quite catch the sarcasm uh, there, but uh, I, I did now. I mean, yeah, Cass Street, at, right? Like, at, at, we're going to make it a Cass Street last, all over again? <laughs> yeah, at the last meeting, um, people were very clear that they did not really like the idea of a lot of bump outs, and, and for the very reason that you mentioned. Um, now, on on high-volume tra- tra- uh, uh, collector streets or arterials, bump outs can be really useful for making the pedestrian crossing shorter and getting people, you know, from to and from neighborhoods to other destinations and things. On a street like Pearl Street, can we, you know, affect the same type of uh, environment with pavement changes or, or just what's on the surface without creating the bump outs? And that was really largely the suggestion from the business owners and property owners is, is let's Let's not make bikes weave in and out of traffic. Let's not create these impediments to deliveries. Let's look at other creative ways to make the pavement interesting. Well, and that's why, traffic. and that's and that's why you say you eliminate the curb, you eliminate bump outs. So, the, um, would would an alternative to that then be? When we haven't talked about this, just like the the green space, so to speak. Like, what would what would the green space look like on Pearl Street? Right, we we would make this look cool in that regard, right? Na- natural, so to speak. Right. There'd be, you know, there's in all likelihood there would be, uh, I mean, a lot of people have advocated for uh, a, a detailed greenery type of design on Pearl Street, but also something that's resilient and, and can help with the stormwater management. Um, but, but yes, that adds to the, you know, visual cues of where pedestrian space is and where automobile space is. Uh, as well as pavement texture and color and, and signage and other things that can be implemented in, in the design. All right, last thing, and maybe I asked you this, but like, what would is there a, like a big change? Here's the big change that would be the the new Pearl Street. This is one of the concepts. Well, uh, I think you know the, the the items that are being discussed with the property owners and business owners that would are probably in that category of bigger changes are. You know, should angled parking be implemented? That's one of the things that a lot of people have said they like that idea. There, there are some, some have said they don't like it, but um, but angled parking has been used effectively in urban areas, and, and it can create more uh, parking access. It can create you know a, a feeling of more safety by the pedestrians because now you've got this you know instead of just parallel parking, you've got more of a, a, a perpendicular type uh, row of parking. And uh, so, so that's something that we're looking at carefully. You know, did the dimensions work where you can get angle parking and still have um, uh, 
substantial sidewalk areas that can accommodate sidewalk cafes and and free free flow movement uh, for you know people of all abilities on uh, through through the uh, street. And uh, and then another one is the elimination of the curb. You know, can that be done in an effective way without yep. uh, creating a stormwater issue? And the third the third one I would say is probably the um, the design itself, and then possibly you know can can the street be heated in a, in a way that would eliminate the need for snow removal and the chemical use and, and salt use de-icing, making it safer for the pedestrians and, and so forth. So are there any plans to make uh, the the mezzanine at the Lacrosse Center accessible to the people that are walking up and down Pearl Street? Because we can't get at that mezzanine from the walkway. I, <laughs> I, I can certainly ask that question. <laughs> right, throw, throw it in there. Throw it in there at the next meeting. Um, and and we're we're clear. There's the fair. If we're doing a Ferris wheel, it's not going to be right between Second and Third Street, right in the middle of the Pearl. I have not heard anything about a Ferris wheel, but. Okay, we'll and then into that as well. And then, real uh, on a serious note, any any idea about having so Lacrosse Center has a walkway over front? Is it front uh, Second Street? Like to get across the street? Any any concept of making walkways over the road so that people don't have to walk over Third and Fourth or across Third and Fourth Street? Not that I'm aware of, Rick. But okay. I can, I can check that. with the designers on that. Add that to the list. I appreciate it, Jason. Right. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right, we'll let you go. We'll let you go to your meeting now. You're late. Thank you you're, for your time you, today. You're two minutes late. <laughs> All right, see ya. All right, that's Jason Gilman, the planning group leader at ISG, one of the guys in charge of uh, the Pearl Street concept. And it sounds like, you know, it's not that all that far down the road. A couple of years. All right, we'll take your call, 608-785-7914 when we come back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if we want to get in here. Just got done talking with Jason Gilman, former Lacrosse City planner, but now part of the planning group leadership at ISG uh, in charge. Well, he's not in charge. I keep doing that. He's uh, he's one of the people working on the Pearl Street conception project. So this thing sounds like in the next, let's say, four years, we might have a new looking Pearl Street and and Brad Williams is in the studio now. Brad Williams has been in the area for hundreds of years now. Uh, so hundreds of years. As as old as Pearl Street itself, Brad Why Williams. When ice came here, casino had good service. <laughs> now look at it. Um no, they still want to open the casino. Yeah, they it's still recovering from that fire last year. What what is the you know the the history of Pearl Street? I don't, I don't know like when you look back on and on Pearl Street and look forward to what it might be. What are some of the memories that come? Well, I'm I'm sure that Pearl Street used to be like a block longer than it is now before they built all the the Radisson and the Lacrosse Center. That you have that one block that's just a walkway. Yeah, and, the, and but that, all the action is basically between Second and Fourth Streets. And they're redoing that that walkway right now. It's, yeah, if you walk, put uh, arches over the street. In fact, I don't think you idea. can walk through there. Can you walk through there right now? Is there a little I path? Think so. I well, I haven't tried. Yeah, you can because there, I've taken yeah. pictures of it. But it is it is kind of fenced off, and yeah. and you can see it's under construction. But they they've been planning to do a lot of things there for the last couple of years. And I don't think Jason wanted to say it, but I've I've and I haven't looked on the DOT schedule, but. The idea that we're going to make a Pearl Street two ways. Mm-hmm, yeah. Do you did, is there? Do you remember when it was two ways before, I, or sure, was it always well, one? I was 
I was in college when Third and Fourth Street were still both two ways. Well, and that's the next thing is the DOT so, might also be making Third yeah. and Fourth Street two way traffic so I, again. Yeah, I think it must have been two ways, but uh, it's yeah, I, I'm sure it was for for a long time until I think they did the Third and Fourth Street, and that's I think that's when they made it a one way west going street. Um, do you have any, do you have any, like mine is if we need to put a Ferris wheel right down the middle of fourth, fourth or Pearl street, that would be awesome. That's going to work. There would be cool if if we're eliminating curbs. So everything is going to be, I don't know, it would probably be angled and and there would be interesting ways to distribute the water when it rains and, and, and so everything doesn't flood. Um, but is that what you really, do you really want the pedestrian walk like you were talking with Jason about? The the pedest- oh, the State Mall. Street thing. Um, the State Street well, kind of thing. Well, I think he doesn't necessarily work. In you know, I've it. They tried it in Winona. It didn't really work. Oh, where was it in Winona? It was uh, right on the. It was oh, what? What street is it? But uh, was it, it perpendicular to the river? It, it was no, no. It was parallel to the river. Okay. But it wasn't right on the river. It was a, block a couple up. blocks down. Okay. But then they took that out. They got rid of that. Um, so, yeah, well, he yeah. put, he, I mean, Jason squashed that like a beetle, right? Like, he, I'm sorry, yeah, beetles out there. Because it was, uh, it was a great idea in the 70s, and a lot of cities tried it. And then by the 80s, they said, no, nah, it doesn't work anymore. We got to rip out these things. Yeah, he said the city isn't big enough to, to care enough about sure the couple of pedestrians. Big, well, I guess Minneapolis is big enough. I mean, it works at State Street, does it not? It's, well, it's State Street. In Madison? Yeah, in Madison it does. I mean, it works oh, in yeah. Madison, I should say. Yes, at State Street, you're thinking like right. State Street here? No. Um, it works there, obviously, uh, unique. But I think Madison's probably unique. In, on State Street, though. Oh, is there? I guess you can yeah. come make your deliveries there, but you got to. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been on State Street, to be honest. Um, but, he's, but he squashed that idea, so we're not going to do that. But I was thinking, like, could we do that just between 2nd and 3rd Street? What businesses there would need, like, giant deliveries that we couldn't? We couldn't all the make businesses. <laughs> I mean, you got all the businesses. You got TJ's. You got the the ice cream parlor, the you got Pearl, Billy's, and Subway, and and the bars. I just, you know, it's like, I'm just trying not? to think of like, like brew house. I mean, there. Yeah, oh, I'm wait just, a minute. No, I'm thinking the wrong. Place. I'm thinking like we could, we could make the give it give businesses the ability to get deliveries and also no, wait, still make right. it a pedestrian walkway. You're getting hung up on naming the wrong businesses. So, um, what yeah. about what about uh, the idea of making it a heated street? That's that seems well, unnecessary should, to me. I, uh, it would probably be very nice to the people who have to shovel the walks. Yeah, the city the city workers who have to do that because then they give them less that they might have to do. Well, if they're going to make and that it's street not gonna ice over. You know, they're going to make that people who are walking down there in the winter time, and they won't have to walk through the slush. What about That's our street, idea. Brad? What about our street? Make our street a heated street. Then. Well, then we got to shovel the walks outside of here. We're going to do it for Pearl Street, but not for State. They, I don't think anybody's saying that. They could do Pearl Street first, <laughs> and then they could expand it to State Street and Second Street and Main Street, and they could do it at all all sorts of places downtown. Yeah, I think the, the but most I think they want to do it at Pearl because that's where people like to go. I think the most interesting concept, aside from it being two-way traffic again and 3rd and 4th Street being two-way traffic again, is how we make Pearl Street like a green space, how how we make it like pedestrian-friendly, traffic-friendly-ish. Well, they've tried. And then they've green, talked about greenery. trying to put more trees in there. 
they have been discussing that over the last few years. Yeah, but trees trees help because of shade. But like beyond that, I'm thinking like we could get creative beyond that. We could. And we're always putting um, what do we call them? Park parklets. parklets. We're doing the parklets thing, which well, is a very um, itchy concept to uh, me. The the parklets have kind of evolved. I mean, basically, there's. Uh, the what they had in mind for the parklets, and we should describe parklets is when you basically is when you put that that uh, you eat dinner, bed, you flatbed right on top of a parking space. You eat dinner in the street. Which That's the, which for a long time the only one was uh, on Fifth Avenue. Yeah, was across from uh, the, the the old Penny's building. Yeah, but the the idea that you're eating but, in a parking but space, everything now is more of a parklet because you can go down to the distillery and you can go down to many other places, right? And you know, like the uh, the crow, and and those are parklets. They don't necessarily call them parklets, but that's that's basically what the idea was. And now, because of COVID, they have become more popular, and they they've got them uh, at the different places and buzzard billies and so on. So they're they, and uh, right in front of the. Uh, the other businesses on the north side of Perth. I was just thinking if we, if we, okay, so the parklet concept, we could expand, expand that, but making Pearl Street two way traffic, we keep it one way and then we allow, uh, yeah, that would be kind of, tough but we to make, make it, it one way. lane. We make it oh, one lane and then, uh, and then only, well. only deliveries can go down that well, street. Well, okay, if you only do that and you and, only make it deliveries, that might work. And then how many people, would be then how how great would it be for businesses to expand into the street a little bit, but also like well I mean that's already started to happen. So. That's what I'm saying. Like now we just I mean we're we can conceptualize this idea. Yeah. Um. And then what what about like walkways over Third Street at least Third Street, not even just at Pearl, but just the idea that's like like possible. I mean, how many times have you almost hit somebody? At any point in the day, not just at two thirty, but at any point in the day, because they're trying to cross, they're trying to cross Third Street. A.M. or P.M. Right. I'm just saying, any time of the day, including two thirty, whatever A.M. or P.M. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, because there's no, there's no. We we always we always do this for pedestrians. We put those flashing signs. You hit the button so you can walk right. across the street. But Which we don't kind do of it. Hard to do it downtown. Right. It would, it, you know, it'd be. You know, we would, all day that would yeah happen. we would ne- the cars would never be able to go through right. so like can we eliminate that somehow by you know putting like a ramp over the street well, you know somehow. what's going to happen somebody'll say this is you know second third and pearl perfect place for another roundabout Yes, let's do it. All right, Brad <laughs> no, Williams. No, it's not that. Brad Williams. No, I'm just kidding. I'm you didn't catch my sarcasm. Oh, unbelievable. All right, we got to take one more break. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. Just a couple of minutes left here. Just finishing up uh, our conversation this hour with Jason Gilman, planning group leader at ISG. We're just talking about the conceptual plan of Pearl Street over the next, it looks like, four years uh, before we get into that anymore. Eric from Sparta has been waiting on hold. Eric, I appreciate you waiting. Go ahead. Yeah, that's okay, Rick. Um, uh, how's your dog Millie doing? She is 12. She's doing great, but she's 12, so, you know. <laughs> oh, that's good because I love dogs. By the way, uh, one more thing on. Uh, what's your sign, your zodiac sign? Because uh, you asked me that one time. What's your sign anyway? Can you tell me that? I'm a Leo. Okay, so you're my friend. Okay. <laughs> Eric's going to go look up my. What do we What do we do with signs? Hor- horoscopes? Uh, how my, my, my sun and moon are? I don't know my. Uh, I forgot my moon. I think I'm a, a Leo sun and something moon. 
608-785-7914. I'll get a text from email from Eric later. Uh giving me giving me an update on on the the full moon and in my sign, I suppose. Um interesting to hear about the uh, the idea of Pearl Street from Riverside Park up to 4th Street and just the, the how how are we going to change that? We're going to get rid of curbs possibly? Sounds like that that's that's one that I, I wouldn't say any of these are set in quote unquote stone uh, when we're talking about the roads, but but that one sounds like a big one. And and then how do we make it more pedestrian friendly? So and then less traffic friendly, essentially to get traffic to go pretty slow down Pearl Street. I feel like it goes fairly slow already, but we're going to make it two way traffic, apparently, uh, which would would that be easier or harder on deliveries i feel like we're accommodating everything we're doing is trying to accommodate deliveries uh beyond that i mean if we eliminated the the ability to drive on pearl street from second to third street at least i mean would that be a big deal i mean it's it's not that many parking spots uh the businesses there could expand a little bit maybe out into the road i don't know if they'd have to pay some kind of would they have to own the land there or would they just get to use it for free or you know, there's there's a there's a question there, but um, you can go out to the city's website and and check out more on on that project. It's a uh, it's you'll you'll have to navigate to it, but uh, <laughs> I'll put a I'll put a link up on wisdomnews.com after I post the interview as well, which will be in about 15 minutes. Anyway, that's all the time I have for today. I really appreciate everybody for listening, texting, calling, and appreciate Jason Gilman for coming on. Thanks.